0: Now we're getting to the bottom of everything.
1: It's time for Mother Angelica.
0: I mean, that's awesome.
1: Answering the call. Answering the call.
0: This world is no place for Catholic chickens.
1: Answering the call.
0: You call that a failure? I call it a great success.
2: Here's Father Joseph and Doug Keck. And welcome once again to Mother Angelica Answering the Call the weekly radio program that features highlights from Mother's Great Programs or live shows over the years in the 80s, 90s, and up to 2000. I'm Doug Keck, here along with ew Tin's chaplain, Father Joseph Mary Wolf. We'll bring you through these episodes. We've got four ahead, and they're quite interesting.
3: Yes, so we're going to be talking about the All Saints Parties, which uh, is part of Mother, Mother's legacy and part of what brings a smile to everybody's face when we think about these children dressing up like saints.
2: Absolutely. And the topics, one of the ones are right on the top of the list from Mother Angelica, Belief in the Eucharist, another one, as you alluded to, Making Halloween a Holy Feast, uh, Mother Helps a Listener Deal with a Traumatic Incident, and then also to follow up on, the again, Dressing Up as Saints, so let's talk about belief in the Eucharist because it's interesting because it's, it's a, it seems to be a woman who wants to convert, but her mm-hmm. husband, who's theologically well-suited, says, well, they're always re-crucifying Christ.
3: Right. And, uh, you know, Mother, of course, wrote these many books in the late 70s. She'd be praying before the Blessed Sacrament, and she says here the Lord gave her this particular book to leave and yet to stay. So we think of the last words in Matthew's Gospel of our Lord, and he says, "I'm going to be with you all days until the end of the world." And this is before he's ascending into heaven, so he's leaving, and yet there's going to be this wonderful, miraculous way in which he remains with us.
2: Right, absolutely, and 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 I thought that was great to leave and yet to stay, and also she mentions near the end of this, she brings up an issue that we have, uh, we see so often today when everybody's so hip and jive. We all think we have new ideas and new concepts and new philosophies nobody ever thought of before. And she talks about this so-called new theology, which is really an old heresy. I mean, there isn't Mm -hmm. one new heresy in the whole church at this point.
3: Yeah, they just keep recycling, don't they, in different ways and new new ways. And to answer the person's question, you know, and I always like to say that Calvary happened 2,000 years ago historically. But God wants to make that present, and all that Christ accomplished, He wants to make that present to us today in every generation. That's the Mass. It's a representation of the sacrifice, of one perfect sacrifice of Christ.
2: Right, and it connects you with that moment in time, because of course our Lord is outside of time. Right. So it's a it's a unique experience, and uh, if you haven't been to a Catholic Mass, you should go. And maybe you'll find yourself believing in the Eucharist, as Mother Angelica explains.
0: We have a call. Hello? Hello, Mother Angelica. Yeah, where are you from? I'm from Virginia. And what is your question? My question is, I'm I'm not Catholic. I have a question on the Eucharist. Good. My uh, husband is a wonderful man with a doctorate in theology from a Jewish background. And he has some real hesitations about... move that I want to make towards the Catholic Church one of the things that he says to me is that in the Eucharist you re-crucify Christ now I'm taking steps uh, to meet with a deacon in my parish to try to resolve some of these problems Mm -hmm. so that I can present a united front to my husband (laughs) that I'm not in error let me, let me say this to you. Now, just hang on the phone in case I ask you a question, okay? Okay. You're on a wonderful journey. Don't detour now. See, the Lord has put you on the right path. Be very excited about it. The Lord gave me a book one time, it called To Leave and Yet to Stay. See, when, when our dear Lord came down and then He went through that terrible death and passion and redeemed us, His love was so great, He couldn't stand, the idea, the reality, that He would leave us. No, He couldn't take the the reality that He wouldn't be with us. He couldn't stand the fact that you and I, centuries later, would not see Him or know Him. And so God came up with this brilliant idea. No one in this whole wide world would have dared think of it. It would have been, I think, almost a sacrilege if somebody would say, "Well, why don't you do this? He thought of a way of leaving, yet staying. Nobody visits you and leaves can do that, can they, huh? They'll leave you a picture, but you can't hug a picture. Do you ever hug a picture? Oof. Not good to hug a picture. He left this Himself. Isn't that tremendous, huh? What He did was He, he took bread and He said one time, the 6th chapter of John, He said, "...unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will have not life in you." Now, it was so strong a doctrine, that everybody walked away. And they, were, they, they felt repugnant over the reality of eating flesh and drinking blood. They said, this man is out of his mind. But he never changed it. He didn't say, now, wait a minute, everybody, this is like the vine and the branches. I, I meant a symbol. It's not a symbol. And he looked at his apostles and he said, will you also go away? Can you imagine that this was such a certainty that he was ready to leave the very members that he had brought together to build his church? It's like I wanted to do something, and I would say to everybody that works here, there's 135 or 45 people, we're going to do this, and everybody leaves. And maybe the vice president stays, and I said, Well, you're going to go too? See? That means I'm so convinced of the truth of what I say that I'm willing to lose them all. Our Lord does not, is not crucified every time. It tells us in Hebrews, He died once for all. Let me tell you about a, a wonderful attribute of God that we very, very seldom think about, and that is to, to the Father all things are present. There's no past, no future. When we have Mass, we see and we have the opportunity of being at the same sacrifice as Calvary, not over and over, but that one sacrifice. And we are made present by this wonderful sacrament. So that sacrament gives me and you an opportunity to be on Calvary, which was centuries ago. What a, what a gift that, that I can be at the same Calvary Mary was and I can see Him die, I see Him rise, and He comes into my heart in order Communion. The problem with this so-called New Theology which is an old heresy. I mean, there isn't one new heresy in the whole church at this point. They just put a smorgasbord of everything from the first century up to now and they call it new. It's not new. The wonderful part of it is that when I eat His flesh and drink His blood in Holy Communion, it is real, it is mine, and I live because of it. That means that the very presence of Jesus is in my heart all day long. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you shall not have life in you." It's not a temporary presence, like some say today. That's why we reserve it. That's why in our chapel we have perpetual adoration. Because it's real. If I could go into my chapel and see Jesus, just like the apostles did, sweetheart, if you and your husband have a problem, you come over here. We have wonderful priests, and I'd be happy to help you. But tell your husband it's only one sacrifice, and when you receive that Eucharist, that miracle of miracles happens. If you came into our chapel tomorrow, you could look up at the host and say, Hi, Jesus. I love you. I'm here. Some of you would do that. He'd fall over. I'd take a chance, though. You go ahead and follow the inspiration that you have, but know that you must love your husband even more when you have that trinity within you
2: next up a little change of pace mothers dealing with a call having to do with uh, the concept of trying to deal with halloween and turn it into a holy feast that seems to be Mm -hmm. an issue for a lot of people especially since unfortunately i mean when we were kids Mm -hmm. halloween's were you know ghosts and goblins kind of Mm -hmm. a thing casper the friendly ghost but today i mean there's a level of of walking dead, Mm -hmm. just evil, that's infiltrated even this Halloween.
3: Yeah, and just to put before our children good examples, right? And so that's the converse that we can do, that Mother, in a particular, really helped initiate uh, to bring about to celebrate the lives of the holy men and women uh, of history and that our children celebrate that. And they, they really enjoy it. They love it.
2: Right. In fact, we had the great pleasure of uh, featuring some of the children at different times on the network on Mm our live shows. And then certainly uh, even we did some spots with some young people who were dressed up as as saints (laughs) for an All Saints Day uh, party. And also, you know, to have some sort of uh, fall festival saint event in lieu of uh, trick-or-treating, so to speak.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, there's a couple that uh, I had their wedding And uh, Joseph remembers being on that show, and they they enjoy watching (laughs) those holy shows when he was uh, a boy. I think he was dressed up as St. Patrick, and so they still talk about that and have happy memories about that.
2: Right, and as Mother says, the church in the old days used to take pagan feasts and make them holy feasts. Let's see
0: what she has to say. We have another call. Hello?
4: Hello, Mother. How are you?
0: What can I do for you?
4: I have two small children, Mother, a one-year-old and a three-year-old, mm-hmm. and my concern since my first child has always been Halloween. My question is, if you were in my position with two small children, would you even recognize Halloween at all?
0: What I would do. They can't, uh, they, they see it everywhere. They they go into stores and they see pumpkins and they see faces. and. And I, I, I drove somewhere this afternoon, and everywhere I went were imitation ghosts in the yard. <laughs> Why do you want to imitate a ghost? <laughs> Are you trying to scare the kids or what? See that, that, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. What I would do is is to explain to them the virtues of the saints and explain to them that on this night, we repair to the Lord God for all the people who don't like Him. Make it very simple, very simple. But we don't need to follow the customs of the world. We need to tell our children that there are many things that happen on this night that are not nice and offend God, so we're going to have a spiritual party. We're gonna pray, we're gonna have cake and ice cream for Jesus. We're gonna decide how we're gonna be holy. Change it, change it around. The church in the old days, you should take a pagan feast and make it into a holy feast. You make a holy feast. Don't succumb to the world.
1: There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica, answering the call, with Father
2: Joseph and Doug Keck on EWTN Radio. And we appreciate you staying with us here for Mother Angelica, answering the call. I'm Doug Keck with Father Joseph Mary Wolf, our chaplain here at EWTN. Next up is a, it's kind of a tough call, Mm. um, where the listener who's dealing with a really traumatic incident in their life.
3: And mother just has her classic wisdom that she can bring here to bring some comfort and some consolation in a very deep hurt that this woman suffered. And I'll always say the the hurt is deep, but our Lord's reach is deeper, that he's able to heal even the deepest wounds. And mother asks this person to forgive first of all. So that's where it begins with forgiveness. That's hard. The feelings may not be there. But to choose to forgive is really the beginning of healing.
2: Right. And I thought one of the points that Mother makes uh, in her discussion with this woman, who again, Mother, you know, is used to, in her own life, having uh, various traumatic things occur to her as well. But she said this, it jumped out at me I think God has a special grace for all the victims.
3: Mm -hmm. And even a special crown of glory in heaven. That Mm -hmm. was a beautiful word. To think that, you know, the sufferings of the present that they're going to have an even greater recompense in the glory that is to come, even beyond our imagining. And once we get to eternity, we'll say, I can understand now how God allowed that, only that he's going to give me something greater.
2: Right. And she also, I think, makes the point, and this is tough for so many people who have suffered, she said, now maybe that'll take away some of your fear of praying, but don't take it out on Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. don't feel like he's to blame because he didn't save you from this incident. Realize that he can say he's still your savior and he can save you now.
3: And you know that mother always understands too that her words are helpful, but that she, he, she needs grace too. And so mother concludes with a prayer asking the Lord himself to touch her.
2: Right. Because words will never suffice for those kinds of things. Let's hear what mother had to say.
4: We have a phone call. Hello? Hello? I'm calling from Tucson, mother, and love your program. Thank you. One of the problems that I, at least that I feel with trust is that when you've had a terrible, traumatic incident, which I had two, three years ago, I was an outgoing person, I loved people, and I trusted people, until this horrible incident when I woke up one night with a knife at my neck. And uh, I said, is this the death you planned for me, Lord? Yeah. And uh, I prayed to the angels to surround me. Well, thank God, after the assault, he left. And our friends were talking to me later, and I said, the one thing, regardless of all the physical trauma, was I don't trust anyone nowadays. If they come to the door, who are you? Or you want? Can you show me your papers? And it's taken a long time. I don't think I've really quite got over that trauma. I'm I'm not as free, I'm not as open to people now. My friendly, outgoing nature is something special to me.
0: Well, it's a very, very difficult thing. I think we have to start with forgiveness. There are some things in our life that are just so horrible, so traumatic, that there is almost an instantaneous sense of fear. And I want you to get rid of that fear. I understand you're cautious. I think that's natural. But tonight, I want you to put that terrible incident and we don't know why. See, God, when He gave us free will, you and I and everybody, He gave us the opportunity to do good and evil. Many times we are the victims of someone's bad decisions or evil intentions. And when that happens, I think God has a special grace for all those victims. Society doesn't always care about the victim. I, I don't know why. We, we've gotten so hard sometimes, so calloused. We don't always see the trauma of someone being raped. And that trauma has to be down deep in the soul. But when we become victims of that kind of thing, I think that when you go to heaven, that great day we call death, it's going to be a, a special grace, a special gift, a special crown, special joy for the injustice that was done to you. God God never allows anything to happen to us that there isn't something very good when we trust Him. We can never excuse something like that. We can never justify it. We have to call a spade a spade. It's terrible. It's wrong. It's horrible. But God somehow, in that wondrous land we call eternity of Heaven, We'll bring it all together and when you die, you'll look and say, I I never knew that this terrible injustice would get me this great place in Heaven, this wondrous joy. I never knew that. No. No, now. Maybe that'll take away some of the fear. Don't take it out on Jesus. He's the one you can trust. And don't take it out on the rest of society. There are many people love you or want to love you. Give them a chance. Don't allow this incident to warp, to make you bitter, to make you resentful or angry or suspicious, cautious, okay. but. Take that whole incident and, and just give it to the Lord. We're going to say a prayer for you now. Shall we do that? Yes. Lord Jesus, you know the caller and the terrible trauma, the fear. And Lord, I just ask that now you, you relieve that fear from her heart, that you give her that peace and that joy that comes from perfect trust in your love. That confidence that knows that out of this terrible incident will come high glory in your kingdom. Because you too suffered injustice. You too suffered from the violence and the hatred of men. And out of your the injustice you suffered, Lord, came redemption. Pour down upon this caller your mercy, joy, and love. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord Lord is with with thee. Blessed Blessed art thou amongst women, women. and blessed is the the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners sinners. now at the hour of our death. Amen. You go to bed tonight in peace, knowing that God is with you.
2: And wrapping things up on this program, something a little lighter, talking about dressing up as saints and an All Saints Day party, and it's a call from a young person.
3: Mother always enjoyed when children would call, and she brings out that they were getting more of those types of calls. And I've been meeting people, too, that said, you know, we've been watching the Mass since we were little children, and that always gives you uh, uh, just a little warm spot in your heart. Because you realize that this network is making a difference informing children in the truth and beauty and goodness.
2: Absolutely. And one of the things, uh, she's uh, eight years old, and uh, one of the things a mother says is, you know, you really got to give, give your mom and dad a big hug for me. Because, again, mm-hmm. it's, it's because of their faithfulness that this child's being raised up with the importance of the saints, because she talks about also her her brother dressing up as mm-hmm. St. John Bosco, yeah. I think, right?
3: Yeah, and how when we turn to the spirit of the world, it dries up your soul, right? And so be that beautiful young girl, be that beautiful teenager an adult. You know, when we choose good, we grow in freedom and uh, beauty and goodness.
2: Absolutely, and unfortunately, in so many times in life, we look at uh, people's lives later on where they took the wrong path and uh, it's very unfortunate. Let's see what Mother has to say. It's more uplifting than that, dressing up as saints.
0: Hey, we have another call. Hello? Hi. Um,
5: I'm from Summit, and at our parish, um, on Saturday night, on Halloween night, we, we are celebrating um, an All Saints Day party instead of going trick-or-treating. Why and, are- um, and, on, and on that Sunday morning, we're going to be, um, dressed in our, um, saint costumes that we dressed in on, on, um, the All Saints Day party.
0: What, what saint are you going to be?
5: I'm going to be Saint Julia. Saint who? Julia. Pretty good. And, and, and my brother's going to be Saint, saint John Roscoe and my other brother's going to be, um, St. Michael
0: the Archangel and my sister. That's wonderful. Why did you, and, choo- why'd you choose these saints?
5: Because um, we read about them.
0: That's wonderful. <laughs> How old are you, sweetheart? I'm eight. You're eight. Was that great? Yeah. That's wonderful. I think that, that's, that's, you ought to give your mom and dad a big hug for me. Will you do that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know what amazes me in the last uh, two three months? We've had a fantastic young, young, young audience. And uh, I want to tell all your children out there listening, just stay close to Jesus. Don't let anything or anybody dissuade you from being close to Jesus, from being the beautiful girl, the beautiful teenager, the a beautiful a young adult, a beautiful adults, the beautiful married person, the beautiful elderly person that God wants you to be. Don't succumb to the spirit of the world. It not only gets you nowhere, but it 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 dries up the beauty of your soul. And God made you beautiful.
1: For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.